Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. With a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make make your your Tuesday just right. I'm Olivia, an entrepreneur, a filmmaker, and a friend to call if you need some encouragement. And I'm Lisa, a mom, an artist, and I'm not your average pastor's wife. Our mission is to bring you episodes every week that will inspire you, help you grow in your faith, and bring a smile to your face. This podcast is for the woman who wants to learn about her health, has big dreams, and knows that complacency is never an option. She also needs time in her schedule for two new BFFs. Whether you are in the mood for something serious or some silly and cute banter, we navigate hard conversations that may rock the boat. We talk about it all. You can come along with us as we learn how to be in the world and not of it. Because there is one thing we are confident in. It's It's always better better when salt and pepper pepper come together. together. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name's Olivia. Your name is Liv and my name is Lisa. It's going to be hard to go by Liv. 200 episodes. I know. It's just a habit now. Um, And on today's episode, we're talking about being the bigger person. It really sucks, but not like physically the bigger person. Like mentally well, and emotionally. Well, sometimes. You do you. You do. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, it really sucks being the bigger person, but we almost always are. Almost always. Not with family. Can't remember the last time I wasn't the bigger person. Not with our significant others. Not usually the bigger person. Oh, yeah. Well, he's more <laughs> sacrificial than I am. That's for sure. Yeah. And I guess it depends on what being the bigger person means. It's funny, the trend of what we've been talking about lately. What? Like, it's just so obvious that we're dealing with drama in our lives. Yeah. So that's the hard thing. This has happened to both of us recently (laughs) where someone will contact literally both of us. So we're not calling out anyone specifically. And it's not not always bad. It's not a bad contact. No, it's it's been good things, actually. Um, but it, that the really hard thing with having a podcast is people will think we're talking about them or talking about a certain situation when it's not that. And, and sometimes it is that sometimes it is, this is about our life. But I, I, I specifically let, um, one person know that if had I talked about a certain whatever situation or something that had to do with them. Um, I would let them know beforehand. And and I, and that's usually, well, unless we've cut ties with people, then it's like, we're going to talk about it um, openly. But if it's someone who's in my life and a part of my life, in case anyone else was curious, if I'm talking behind your back, I'm not. It's and this is purely, not behind someone's back. This is like thrown in their face. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want any of my friends to or family to be like, oh, so you did an episode. Are you right. talking about me? That It would feel like it's behind their back. Yeah. So I'm just letting anyone know and everyone else know because maybe other people are like, why are you talking about other people? Yeah. It's just, it's hard. But this when, is our life. Yeah. This is about our life. We're being vulnerable. We're being honest. And I don't think we ever come across as um, hateful or yeah, hurtful hateful or, or like or we're trying to, it's more of like hey this not, is what it's not happened. gossipy and also I haven't talked about I've talked about maybe two percent of what has actually been done to me right so. we don't use names we don't talk about situations in yeah. particulars one day one day I'll read two texts <laughs> and then you'll really see what people have done <laughs> yeah um let's get into the current obsessions let's let's oh gosh which what should I do I have a feeling I've talked about this but I need to bring it up again okay it is my elf putty primer in Bora Bora 
I, I don't think you've talked about this. I think I might have because I had just gotten it. I don't know if I had used it yet or I was just excited about it. I guess anyone out there can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like other people remember our episodes better than I do. Yeah. Um, the only reason I remember more is because I edit. Oh, so I'm like right. hearing them multiple times. Um, I really like it. I feel like I'm always talking about blush. So maybe it was a different blush. But I, it's a more cool toned um, blush. And I just like the look of it. Are you looking at it? How does it look? I thought you said primer. Sorry. Elf putty blush. I have oh. an elf putty primer as well. So it looks I meant great. The blush. You never wear a lot of makeup. So sometimes I have a hard time. The only time I really notice the difference is when you wear like a little eyeliner or something. Oh, uh-huh. I'm wearing yeah. eyeliner. <laughs> Your version of eyeliner or my version of well, eyeliner? Well, yeah. I mean, it's still Very eyeliner. Different. But yeah. Um, yeah, I I waterline. Oh, your waterline. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I tight line. Uh-huh. I don't wear eyeliner. I can't with hooded lids. Right. It just doesn't look good. When I want to do like a dark look, I'll do eyeliner on top and I'll do dark on the waterline and lower waterline. And it's like real dark. Never wear it on my lower waterline. Sometimes I it would makes look my eyes like pop I work the streets. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not always a bad thing. So. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I just don't want people to know. Right. Um, my current obsession is my skin. Yes. I'm not wearing any concealer on my chin and I don't think that has been a thing. In not that I, not that anyone of us can see. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't think I've been, it's been it looks years, good. years and years and years where I don't have like any, like I have small dark spots still from healing. Question? Yeah. Is it from Jan? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got Hello. some Hello. I talked to her on the phone. Jan Marini, if everybody's wondering, go back and listen to the episode. Um, her stuff really is worth it. It's a little bit more expensive. We will be transparent about that, but it's, it is worth it. And I talked to her on the phone and I was telling her I was still having some issues with breakouts and she sent me, it's like a <clears throat> benzoxide. I don't know. It's some sort of like 10%, like the more intense. Sunscreen? No, it's oh. like for acne. Oh, um, and you use the tiniest little bit and it has been making my skin more red and a little bit dry, but I haven't been breaking out. So I'm like, whatever, I'll just let it get used to it. So, um, cause you were super skeptical getting, I mean, getting into any, when you already have skincare issues and they just never get fixed. It never works. Um, which I'm not under the impression I'm never going to have a breakout again or I'm not going to deal with this, right. but this is the most difference I've seen in any products I've ever used. Yes. That so. is insane. Yeah. Your chin looks awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I know I went to the gym last night and I had like no makeup on at all. And I like there was like I had no blemishes Did or anything. Did you feel much more confident? Well, just like so nice that I don't have to like worry about covering something up uh-huh. or like dealing with it. Or if there is something more not necessarily more confident, just feeling well, it's just, feels yeah, nice it's just not having nice. to wear more. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's. I would always worry when I was filming a wedding and I was more sweaty and then I would need to go like check or, you know, if I ever wanted to go into a pool, that was also a big part of it. Like always kind of feeling like, and not that it matters. Like yeah. I know that there are people that I know that feel that are look very confident and you can like see that they have zits or acne and they're letting their skin breathe. That's just not me though. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been nice. So I hope it continues that way. So yeah. Yeah. And Arturo's been using it. Did I tell you Whoa, that? Oh no. Yeah. He just that a uh, fight broke out. <laughs> Well, he had a moment where we thought he, I thought he had very oily skin, which I still kind of think he does, but he got the 
uh, he got a certain face wash for it and it was making him very dry. And then, you know, when your face is really dry, like from retinol and you get to use moisturizer. Well, he didn't even have any moisturizer. So every day he'd be like, my skin, my skin. And I'm like, listen, you need to understand something. Mm -hmm. I've been through hell and back with Mm -hmm. my skin. So I know what you're feeling, but we just need to take a deep breath. But anyway, he got new skincare and he goes, today somebody said something about my skin. And I was like, oh, really? You know, his like pores look smaller. His face looks cleaner. He goes, yeah. And I have no like crusties on the inside of my eyes. I'm like, Ew. miracles appear when you wash your face. Arturo. Yeah, seriously. Like even just put some water on there. Yeah. Um, so let's get down to the silver lining of the week. Yes. My cats have fleas. I'm pretty sure it's that time of year. So I know I didn't even want to tell you. Well, I have an animal. Luckily, they're not here. Um, so what happened was I'm putting Mav down for his nap. And I see a, a fleck like on the side, a corner of his eye. And I go to, and it jumps away. <laughs> and I already knew, I knew immediately. I'm like, that is a flea. I know a flea when time I see one. It is that time of year. We have cats in our neighborhood. My cats are indoor, Oh, and your, outdoor. Cat, your cats are outdoor. Um, do you give them flea collars? What do you do? Yeah. yeah. I found the flea. I put it in a baggie. A baggie. <laughs> a baggie. I put it in a little baggie because I wanted to like triple check that it truly was a flea. And after Asher like was laying on me for a little bit, I found a freaking flea. So I have found three fleas. I have checked both of my cats and I cannot find a single flea so there is no way that they don't not have them because if you see three in your house but there's a part of me that's like are they deterring them like the fleas try to stay but they won't stay on I don't know so um the silver lining though is I already ordered um these like natural flea collars that we use every year Mm -hmm. And we only have to keep them on for a few months in the summer. Um, and then they're totally fine. So it'll it'll all be good. Hopefully. And I mean, fleas aren't the same thing as ticks. They, no. you know, or lice. go away and you don't have to like, I still like cleaned a blanket that I found one of the fleas on because I was like, God forbid if I find more in the blanket. Um, but they don't like stick around. I have one flea bite. It's the only thing. Which is I don't disgusting. think Elle's ever had fleas. That's yeah, messy. but she also has hair. I wonder if that makes a difference. Well, not for no, it doesn't make a difference. It's just that she, um, I mean, they can live in backyards, but she doesn't have contact with other animals. That's true. She doesn't. So she goes in the backyard. It's just animal to animal. Yeah, they don't stay on humans or anything like that. Yeah. Luckily, oh, that's gross. Yeah. Um. So it's I. It's not really a silver lining. It was just like a funny thing that happened this week. <laughs> That's like every as per week. usual. I know. Uh, my weeks are just all the same. So I'm sitting on my bed editing, like as I do, and I hear a pounding on my front door, and I jump like scared because I'm always on edge anyway, and I'm like it's three o'clock in the afternoon and on Wednesday I'm gonna die, and Elle's freaking out, and I thought it was just a package, but it was kind of a different type of knocking, mm-hmm. and. Pounding. So I go out there and I'm holding out because she's freaking out and I look out the little shade thing we have and there's nobody there. And I was like, okay, maybe it's a package. I'm looking around. There's nobody there. And that was like weirding me out more. And then I see this little kid who's like maybe eight or nine and he's standing 
like over by our our bush over there so it was maybe like I don't know 30 feet away or something 20 feet away and I opened the door and I said hi and he's not saying anything and I said did you knock on my door and he goes he shakes his head and I'm like who knocked on my door and then right when I said that another little head pops up and says little girl and I'm like holding the dog I'm like what what (laughs) like what's what's going on and he goes there was a teenager and he was chasing us and he ding dong ditched you and now he's in your backyard and I'm like there's a teenager in my backyard and he jumped over my fence which my fence is really tall there's like no way on that side you could jump over and it's like falling down how old are these kids probably eight or nine and she looks really freaked out and he goes we didn't do it we didn't knock on your door and I was like how old was the kid he goes I don't know like 14 like and he's in my backyard right now he goes yeah and I was like okay all right leave yeah and I was like who cares so then of course I know that they were the ones who did it and they were just really scared but then I was like well I'm gonna go freaking check the backyard Mm -hmm. now just to make sure because we have a shed out there and stuff so I go out there and I'm like looking around and then I go inside and I see they're like scootering down the driveway so fast that they're trying to get away. But as I'm outside, Elle decides to find a little hole in the fence. And because she had seen the kids, she books it through the front no door. Way. I can't open the gate because the gate is falling down from that storm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm running inside as fast as I can to get out to the front because I was afraid she was going to go down the driveway. Yeah, and she's such a dumb dumb. I'm like, you're going to die. And, um, then she, she luckily didn't, she was just in the neighbor's yard and I yelled at her so hard. She peed, <laughs> she's crouched down and I, like, I hit her back yeah. and I was like, don't you do it. And she doesn't care and she doesn't listen to discipline whatsoever. So anyway, it went from like just relaxing editing to like <sighs> ev- adrenaline spiking. I'm looking everywhere, making sure there's nobody in my backyard. So Happy to say there was no one in my backyard. Oh, and luckily your doors are always locked. So it's not like right. anything would have happened. Well, and it was during the day. Honestly, I feel like if I would have found a kid, I would have just been like, what are you doing? I'm like, okay. It would more have been like an adult human that I would have been yes, like absolutely. Um, calling the police. So anyway. Luck- I mean, I don't, I see people in my backyard all the time. <laughs> but well, I, I, it's just, yeah, you know, my driveway, driveway and there's a path that goes towards like. Right. Through, it's like a, people can use our backyard part of the deal of having this house but right yeah anyway yeah, that would be i'm really just weird. so on edge all the time so i hate it when that kind of stuff happens. now i'm kind of thinking people with like gated backyards like if you just find someone in your backyard it's just so random yeah really random i don't really know what you would do I'd be like what are you doing here yes that's private property so they can't like they shouldn't be there right no yeah Okay, so I've been reading this book. Um, it's poetry. Who, I mean, my younger self would have ha- read fun of poetry. Oh. No, read poetry. I mean, I lived in Portland and, you know, I was a sad emo kid. Um, and so I have just been taking, um, uh, I've just been reading a few, I guess, passages every day before I read my other book and it's kind of funny because I've been doing more TikTok content and so I was doing like a a day in my life like working at home like with my kids like what that looks like and so one part is during my day which is some of my favorite times of the days and where I'm like wow I'm 
uh, really lucky to be able to have this kind of lifestyle is when my both my boys go down for naps and I get my quiet time. And so I was reading my book and I'm like recording myself and I read this passage and I just start bawling. And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting to get on camera. That's really weird. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to read it. And this is kind of where being the bigger person ties into all of this. May all of the times that someone has made an incorrect assumption about you activate a new sense of humility and patience in your mind that stops you from doing the same thing to another person in the future. Hmm. That's good. Oh, a new sense of humility and patience that stops you from doing. So I think the hardest part about being the bigger person is even when you feel wronged, just having patience, grace, and mercy for another person, whether or not they apologize. Mm. And just saying, I understand this is probably coming from a place of being hurt or not understanding me. So it's not just that you're allowing it, but you have to allow the other person to be who they are. You can't force them into anything. But it's hard because then I I think that as I've matured, I've grown to be the bigger person almost every single time. Not that other people aren't bigger people, but I am the one bringing up a lot of difficult conversations. I'm the one asking if everything's okay. I'm the one, uh, we just did an interview with Amber. And one of the things that she was saying is because she was such a strong person, people didn't like really reach out. And she was the one who wasn't very, she wasn't seen as a weak or vulnerable person. I think people can get that assumption about us Mm -hmm. that we can kind of take anything that someone throws at us and we'll be fine because we maybe look like we don't really have feelings or emotions. Right. When in all reality, I mean, we're human. Yeah. And that there's no difference. And so having to be the bigger person is hard because I can question at what point do I stand up for myself and what would that look like being a Jesus follower and loving on another person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to not be the bigger person, also editing this, I realize how many times I say I think. <laughs> um, I think that sometimes I just get so irritated with people. This is going to be me not being the bigger person where I just want to look at people and go, do you think you're the only one who's going through stuff in life? Mm. Do you think you're the only one who's sad or has mood swings or something happened to you? It's like newsflash. Victim mentality. Yeah. You're not special. I'm sorry. Even if you had honestly horrible things happen to you, like I'm really sorry about that. Which side note, completely different from someone having like venting or like you know because you're not you're not saying like oh you're complaining all the time it's like no no no, no. you're playing a victim or like the reasoning behind it right like well I lashed out to you because excuses excuses this 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 this, and this and I'm like well you remember okay right and and like and I'm not saying I'm not perfect I mean I have lashed out at family members all the things but I kind of want to be like 
yeah, well, do you remember the time when I didn't lash out at you? When I had this, 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 and this? It's like when my boyfriend was going through cancer, when he was going through cancer and you were talking to him that way. Like, I want to get off, like, I want to go off on people because it's like, you are not special because you are going through stuff. Now, it's very different if maybe you're doing something wrong and then you come back and you apologize or you do something wrong and then you go, you know, oh, I didn't mean it like that or I made a mistake fighting is not bad I think the problem is when it's perpetual like why do I know so many people in my life so many people that are just live in this perpetual state of negativity they lash out at people and they don't want to fix it and I think Mm -hmm. that's where I get annoyed that's where I don't want to be the bigger person because I'm like you don't actually want to be better do you because you just continue to do the things that you're doing and you walk all over people and then it's and then it leaves us going, OK, like, I guess we'll just accept it, like walk all over me. But when do you not? I think that's the question we were we wanted to ask today. It's like, when do you not let somebody do that anymore? When do you keep going? You know, I think this is one of the things where watching like Real Housewives or other reality TV shows where people are going off on each other and they're so in their own mindset of being right mm-hmm. that it's so frustrating to watch mm-hmm. where it's where you just want them, you're begging them, just apologize, say you were in the wrong, don't double down when right. you're very Doubling clearly. <laughs> Wait, was that right? Yes. No, I'm oh, saying okay. it's, it's crazy how many yes. people do that when they know they're wrong. I know. Yeah. I, I know. And I, I don't, I feel like we really relate to this, um, but you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't, I we really relate to being the bigger person Mm -hmm. and learning from maybe having not in the past yes, because we can come off very strong naturally. And so I think that, um, you know, I I always talk about like a swinging pendulum when um, you're learning and you're trying to mature and you're learning from your past mistakes. I would come off very strong to people purposefully, not as far as like my personality, but like I was a fighter. Like I physically fought women because I felt like that was what needed to be done for them to like listen. Listen, yes. Mm-hmm. So no so joke. I would I've had I would so many repulls. <laughs> I don't think people would believe me. They're like you. Um, yeah, I had a lot of stuff. We all have our things. So um, a lot of anger issues, believe it or not. So that is my younger self pendulum swung of course to the other side to where I was not necessarily self-pitying but I felt so down on myself because I hated who I was and so I tried to be the overly nice overly kind person but then I didn't really know how to tell people I disagreed with them or sharing my opinion because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings and I think I've more so I'm in the middle, like especially knowing Jesus better and having a more mature faith and seeing how um, Jesus wasn't a hippie who was never angry, but he isn't this overly angry, what people can tend to think God is lawful um, rule maker. It's, It's a middle ground. He had feelings and emotions. He got angry, but on the flip side, he was merciful and graceful and very understanding of where people were at. So how how do we meet that? 
And um, I don't know where on the pendulum I sit because I'm very graceful, merciful, understanding. I would say I'm incredibly non-judgmental. Maybe to a certain extent, I should be a little bit more and standing firm in the things that I believe in and like rights and wrongs. Um, But I still have that part of me, which I do love, where if you wrong me and it is to the point where I know for a fact you're wrong and you're acting out of a non-Jesus-like state, I will call you out. Do you remember when I was voice messaging you? I was voice messaging you and you're like, I'm scared. Well, yeah, because you were saying all the stuff you were going to say to someone. And I was like, uh, <laughs> maybe we should take a like a one moment, one beat here. Yeah, that's that was my old me. Um, You're old. That was two weeks ago. Oh, oh, well, I mean, that's like the old me coming back into. Right. Of course, I didn't actually speak to that person that way. Um, but I definitely let them know where I was coming from. And you can't just keep pushing and pushing and pushing someone because they're going to get to a breaking point. And what do you expect from them? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I'm, I'm the, I'm having a hard time talking today. I think I'm where you were at before where you're at now. Mm -hmm. And this is my issue right now. Everybody world, tell me what to do. I was talking to a friend and they said, I don't like what, and it wasn't just one situation, it had been multiple situations. They were like, I don't like what this has done to you because you're not the person you are anymore. And like, you're stronger than that. Yeah. So I was talking to them about a situation I was having. I was feeling really awkward around like a lot of different people. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what to do. I was feeling like I didn't want to go places, Mm -hmm. all this different stuff. And they were like, this is not you. Mm -hmm. So whatever has happened, like we need to figure that out. But I just feel like I have been beat down so many times by so many people. I think I am going to snap and I'm not sure when it's going to happen and who it's going to happen to. And I do not want that to happen. Not to you, not to you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Where right, I'm right, like, right. Yeah. I think that's why I distance myself from people when something happens. Cause I'm like, mm. not to be like, oh, this is a cool thing to say, but like, trust me, you do not want me to snap on you. No, I know that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you terrified. cannot handle what I'm about to do to you. I don't think I can ever not be your friend. Not out of fear, but <laughs> out of obligation. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> But, you know, it's one of those things of like, yeah, how far can you push people? What can you do? And then I get to a spot where I'm like, I I think I can put my emotions at bay pretty easily with friends, even Mm -hmm. when I feel like maybe they're being a little overly emotional or maybe they're wrong about something. I think that I can do that. I don't do that very well with Arturo or like my mom. (laughs) But I think that when I'm talking to friends, I really can be like, let them talk, let them finish. We can talk about this. Um, But I'm kind of reaching a spot in my life right now where the, where I go, what's Christ like? Because at this point, I think that there are certain people who really need to hear the truth because they're, nobody is telling them what the truth is. Nobody wants to rock the boat. And I don't sit around going, man, can't wait to rock the boat today. I have no problem with saying what the truth is, but I also don't particularly want to make somebody cry either. And I know that would happen, you know? I think this is where it can be very frustrating watching someone who is a very emotional person and is perhaps 
gentle spirited but doesn't know how they come across can be hurtful mm. and um no one everyone knows that about them and no one is doing something about it mm. I see this a lot with married couples who they're like you know just the wife is right just like keep her happy just right. let her do her thing and the husband's a little bit like uh-huh. or vice no, or you vice know what versa it happens too. it happens both ways yeah. because I have definitely seen men do this I've I've seen Where it they in, just don't want to deal with it anymore so they exactly. just go okay it's fine just like this do whatever is, you this want this is how we do it right. and I don't think that's right I don't think that's Jesus like I think in your case, we're talking about confrontation. Confrontation is not a negative term. It is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean fighting. If it means fighting to you, you are probably not mature Mm -hmm. and you don't know how to control your emotions. You need to control. You're talking about me? No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. You are immature. I have brought things up to you and um, you and I'm like seeing it in my way and I'm frustrated mm. and you'll bring something up and you're like, well, this is how I'm feeling and mm. this is what I've been seeing. And I'm like, dude, you're so right. Like I have wrongdoing in this. Everything that you've said is in the way that you bring it up. I'm still afraid of confrontation, even though I'm really good at it. Right. Um, But you bring it up in a very gentle way. It's not like... Ooh, I need to <laughs> yeah. like bring all of this onto you and I'm so frustrated and like mad at you. It's like, hey, like just so you know, I've been feeling like this and this is what right. my side has been. I think you're really great at that. Um, just side note. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Got that compliment. <laughs> yeah. Finally, someone appreciates it. Um, but I'm saying, you know, you have to think of the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Self-control is mm-hmm. a fruit of the spirit. If you have a hard time uh, being in conflict and confrontation because you can't control your emotions, um, I think at a certain extent you have to release yeah. what's really going on. And I'm also talking biblically. I mean, you know, Jesus yeah. throwing tables type thing. Like, but that is if someone seriously wrongs you to the point of like, it's a sin. Like yeah. blood is on your hands. It's been on your hands for a long time. Everyone's confronted you and tried talking to you about it and you're just ignoring it. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to be more comfortable mm-hmm. with iron sharpening iron and, um, Ooh, ooh, it's uh, a C word, and I was already thinking of it, not that one. Um, con- <laughs> Don't say that. It sounded like you said. Con- no, con- I was it thinking confidence. Like con- 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 it's not confrontation. Whatever. Um, but we have to be okay with iron, sharpening iron, and doing it kindly. Right. Well, and that's where I get, sometimes I get confused because I talk to Artur about this, and this is where I land in the middle, is sometimes... I don't think that that person has any iron to sharpen and not, I'm not talking about like one specific person. I'm talking about many, many people in my life and Arturo will go, it really just doesn't matter because they can't control it. And it's like throwing pearls before swine. And that's where I get in this middle ground of like, is this even worth it? Should I go on this long tangent monologue about all the ways you've hurt me? (laughs) If (laughs) without like, a purpose Mm -hmm. because if I don't feel like you have any iron to sharpen I feel like I'm going to be sharpening you but you're actually made of wood and like you're just going to break in half so it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. anyway and 
I'm not even trying to make it sound like, oh, I'm so powerful. I have iron and they don't. But I just think that some people actually don't want to be better human beings. And I think that's where I get annoyed. And, and people are afraid of growth. People are afraid of growth. They're afraid of being uncomfortable. And I think especially yes. after talking to Amber today, realizing like when you Your get friend. a call. I just touched what do you say? Your friend, Amber. Oh, our friend on the podcast. Oh, Amber. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Our, our, I was like, we're just, just like calling out your friends. <laughs> um, you know, she had cancer. Talking about Arturo, my boyfriend's cancer journey. And it's like when you get a call that your partner or you have cancer, really stuff just doesn't matter anymore. And I think that's where I've come to, especially in the last two years, like almost this feeling of like, like there's like it's flat. Like nothing is big, nothing is small. I'm just like right here. And at some point, I think I've kind of reached this mark where it's like, guess what? None of this matters because because honestly, you actually don't have any idea what it's like to go through something. But I know that you also can't do that because everybody is valid and everybody goes through stuff. But I think I, I just, I'm at a point where I just don't know if like it's worth it to have many friends honestly I mean we've talked about this a lot many people in my life because really it's like mostly just disappointing to be honest and that's a really really sad place to get to in your life and it's life. hard losing them and it's hard losing <laughs> which them. we both have gone through I I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast but I've gotten to a point where I am very happy with having a lot of acquaintances. Yeah, we I think I have a one. lot of acquaintances. Yeah. I love making new acquaintances, which other people would call friends, but well, I guess friends, if you want to put it in that circle. I have a lot of friends. I um, love making new friends. I love having tons of different circles. But as far as best friends and like true community yeah I'm like I feel pretty down with making new ones and I never really thought I would be at this point I know but um you know people can rise in the ranks if they would like to and if it happens naturally but I'm not here to force it I don't want other people to force it it just happens if it happens because I mean those are the people that you have to have these hard conversations conversations with because then it's worth it. Otherwise, it's a conversation that I still think you need to have that conversation um, because if you know that there's wrongdoing of any sort, mm -hmm. just telling them, hey, this hurt. If you don't take it well, okay, like we're, yeah. that's it. Um, but I think the, the more close friends you have, the harder of conversations you have to have. And I, I feel like at this point in my life, I don't want any more hard conversations. I'm I'm over conversationed out right. of everything that I already have. And I just want to keep building in depth. Yeah, I think I'm at that same spot too. And and you know, the you know, when you're young and you see older people who are quite a bit older and you're like, how did you get that way? Like, mm. why are you so grumpy or why are you so hard headed or mm. why do you not have anyone in your life? It's like yeah, because the world beats you down until you're 80 years old and you you actually are just this crotchety old person because you've been hurt so many times. And I get that, you know, and I don't want to get to that spot at the ripe old age of 30. But I also understand like there does come a point where I just don't really care anymore because if you when we talked about this on our friendship one, 
but if you don't like me, you don't like my personality, I rub you the wrong way, this, 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 and this, I don't really understand why we are in each other's lives. We can be cordial, we can be acquaintances, everything can be good, but, you know, why does it have to be this whole dramatic thing? And it's like we were watching, I was watching Housewives with my mom, they're in their 50s, and they're talking about, like, you unfollowed me on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, because it still happens, drama still happens, because we're allowing it to happen instead of just surrounding ourselves with people that aren't going to do that kind of stuff anymore you know uh I don't know how you feel but there's a part of me that doesn't want any more closer friendships because I'm afraid of those friendships not happening and the more like just friends or acquaintances you have and the less hard conversations you have the less likely it is for someone not to be a part of your life anymore Mm -hmm. like I'm more than happy to have um those people be at like an arm's length yes for the rest of my life but they'll always be a part of my life rather Mm -hmm. than like we're gonna have a falling out and I don't think that we would last through that yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I think that's the really scary thing with like making closer friends is that um yeah and I think just like some of our our last few words it like words hurt so just remember that you know, it's I, I a lot of this came from which I think I want to do a whole episode on how much words hurt. But I had like happened upon some old texts from somebody mm. and I was reading them really late at night. And I don't really know why. And I was just like, man, why are people so mean to each other? And why? How can you even do that? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know how you get to that spot. And I'm, I'm not saying I can't be mean. I can't, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I can't use really mean words. Same. But I can't imagine doing that to a friend or a family member. How do you do that? Where are you at in your life? And if you're at that spot in your life where you find yourself lashing out at people, like I think you need to look inward because there's a lot, there has to be something going on Mm -hmm. in your life for you to feel okay with speaking to other people like that. Like people internalize that and never forget. Mm -hmm. So when you're mean to somebody, you know, in the last few years, I've had really weird like mean girl thing, things happen that impacts people and I think we need to like more people need to realize that like you need to stop talking so poorly about people and being mean to people Mm -hmm. because then it makes it really hard to be the bigger person Mm -hmm. when somebody's so mean to you like do you want me to slap you (laughs) like I don't understand what is the outcome of all Mm -hmm. of this you know just me letting you do it over and over again that's that's the crazy thing about that poem like having humility and patience yeah Having that patience is so important. And and you talk about, you know, old people who are stubborn and don't have any friends. And I also think those are certain people who just haven't changed. Yeah. And I, I've always had this mindset, and we've talked about this on the podcast, where um, I want to make sure I'm changing before change gets me. Mm-hmm. So for instance... Amber talking about cancer. She's drastically changed. I mean, you have cancer. You go through this insane turmoil. You're finding things out about your life that you never would have otherwise. I don't want something. I mean, change will happen either way with big things. I want to be changing regardless of big and bad things happening in my life. Because how often do we hear someone goes through a divorce? They lose a friend. Um, or a spouse or a child, uh, they lose a love or they get broken up with and they almost 
find themselves or find what they really think or what they really believe in or they find the Lord. What if you never went through that? Yeah. So how do we put ourselves not in bad situations for things to happen, but how do we put ourselves in a mindset to constantly be changing and learning and growing? And I think with that, it's having conversations like this, allowing people to sharpen you. And Mm -hmm. I remember when I first married Zav, I was very willing to have conflict resolution and talk things through. But a lot of it was having to learn how to apologize. And I don't think people understand how big of a gift apologizing is, not only for the other person, but for yourself. And you, I will guarantee this, you will be a much happier person. And I mean happy, joyful and happy. You will be a much happier person if you learn how to forgive people. Yeah. And forgive people without them even asking for forgiveness too. Yes. And that's really difficult. But I had a conversation, a really difficult conversation with someone who had hugely hurt me when I was a child and they didn't even remember the situation, but I started the conversation and I said, I'm going to bring something up with you. And it's like, impacted me and hurt me ever since but I want you to know I don't look at you as that person anymore and I have forgiven you but I just wanted to bring it up so that we can get over it right and that has been life-changing in my life Mm -hmm. and it's honestly helped my relationship even with the Lord with that person and other relationships yeah that's good yeah well obviously I'm still figuring it out so it's we'll keep it up to date (laughs) It's a learning process. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to, <clears throat> you can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the Wolverine. I'm just killing everybody along my path. No, I think that I, in the last two or three years, I've taken this time mostly to like, you know, hone in on my relationship with Arturo, going through a really hard time growing my businesses. And unfortunately, there have been kind of casualties along the way. Um, But I genuinely don't feel like I've done really anything. But I'm so willing to hear other people's perspectives Mm. when it comes to that. Um, But I don't necessarily think that I need to be the one to go to those people anymore. We talked about that Mm. in the friendship one. Mm. Letting friendships kind of naturally die away. That's what I did with almost all my friends in college that I loved, Mm. that I talked to every day. I kind of just let those go because it's it's a new season. Right. And I don't think there's a conversation that needs to happen with Mm. any of that stuff. It was just a natural progression. And if somebody wants to come to me because they care about me enough, and I think that's what it is in a really stubborn Mm. way. If I'm putting it together, I go, if you cared about me enough, you would come and talk to me, but you actually don't care about me. So I'm not going to do it because I know I could do it, Mm -hmm. but I want to see if you can. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, then you actually don't care about me. I have this talk in my marriage all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I think if somebody genuinely wants Mm -hmm. to be my friend or rekindle a relationship from a long time ago, they will come to me. And letting it die out, if not, and being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And like when we get famous, you know, started from the bottom, now we here. See (laughs) you It's like, oh, you want to be my friend again? Well, I mean. Just so 
tumultuous i know well i mean you hear that so often you know about yeah. how people come out of the woodworks when well don't worry we're not better. we're not gonna be worrying about that <laughs> not for a while okay <laughs> we're only like kind of famous right now but for like a really bad thing <laughs> um okay right. well if this this episode resonated with you in any way please share it on your stories we've had like a little people here and there sharing stuff yeah. which is really cool um we'd love to see it well you will slide into your dms if you do so you can do that wink, at the salt wink. and pepper podcast you can follow us personally at olivia Crin and it's lisa brosser you can find us on youtube at the salt and pepper podcast and tiktok at the salt and pepper pod you can go to the show notes below to find all the links tell us if you like our new intro oh yeah we did a new intro and outro so listen to it's not that different but it's a little different so yeah um and if you guys have any episode ideas i would love to hear if our audience has any ideas they want us Uh to talk about we would love to hear it so um i think that's it so it's always better when something Well, Shakers, thanks for hanging out with us. If anything resonated with you from today's show, we would love to see you share it. We are so excited to meet our community. It reminds us why we do what we do. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us out so much. You can head to the show notes below to see all of the places we can connect. I think that's it. So we will shake things up with you every Tuesday. Um, also, if you're still here, thanks for listening this long. If you like K-pop, chat with me. And if you like Disney, talk to Olivia. Jesus gives us joy, but so does this stuff. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) I'm all shook up.